0: Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive, so I hope you enjoy, and thanks again for tuning in. Welcome back to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and today's episode is sure to inspire you if you've ever wondered how on earth you can successfully launch your next program. Maybe you see coaches all around you reaching new income goals thanks to launching, but every time you try to launch, you feel like you've been left out of the club. So my guest, Dewan Johnson, is about to have his first ever six-figure year because he designed truly an amazing course, and he launched. It like a rock star. Now, he made me a little bit nervous during this launch, and we will get into it inside the episode, but I will say he really delivered. So, what Dewan and I are about to do is break down the numbers of his launch. We'll discuss where things went really well. We'll also take a look at what he might decide to improve for next time. But most importantly, Dewan shares how this one successful launch completely changed how he relates to himself as an entrepreneur and also the ripple effects that this breakthrough has had. In in his business. I have to say that this could be my favorite episode so far, so I'm really excited for you to tune in today. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Dewan Johnson, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to dive in.
1: Thank you for having me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you had a big launch recently, and we're gonna we're gonna just really dive into what worked and what didn't and what you learned. So I think everyone's gonna really enjoy the episode. But before we dive into that, let's just check in. How's life? What's happening Uh, over there?
1: What's What do you mean life? Like, is it because there is no? (laughs) There is (laughs) no. have. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's 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 really interesting because right now with my kids being at home, we just got their homeschooling schedules. I mean, for the new year, and there was like this new layer of crying that happened with me. <laughs> because it's like they expect you to be in the kids in school from nine till like three and like doing stuff. And so it's going it was going well because we found this groove, but now there's like this new groove we're looking for, and it's like
0: Ah! <laughs> it's such a great, I don't even, I don't, there is not a word to describe what parents are going through right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and we all have a different experience with it. I have a friend who she feels like the best thing that's ever happened in her entire life is quarantine. because she just is having all of this quality time with her kids and they got chickens and like, she's really going there. (laughs) And then there are other parents. I have mornings where I'm just so glad I get to go upstairs and close the door. door.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I will say this uh, last piece is that I am, I'm getting away this weekend by myself. Like, and I know I get, I get 48 hours away. I'm going to go to a hotel, maybe on the coast, um, And I'm going to wake up late. All I want to do is lay in bed with no responsibilities for, you know, 48 hours. And of course, I'll still be a dad, but I just won't be a parent that's logging in hours. And I cannot wait.
0: Oh, my gosh. You're just going to sleep and drink, right? I mean, and
1: and, like, those are my requirements. It just has to have a balcony. So if I want to sit out at night, I just, I just am, I'm excited to luxuriate by myself. So
0: Yeah. 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 I was saying to a friend, um, we took our kids berry picking and I was saying, she was saying how much she missed grocery shopping in the (laughs) old way of grocery shopping. And then I just felt so sad because as a parent, like, what does it say about my life when the highlight of my week is when I get to go grocery shopping by myself?
1: (laughs) Sounds like you're winning. Sounds like you're winning. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, okay, so to all of the parents listening, we feel you. We yeah. feel you. We
1: feel you. And we're doing <laughs> we
0: can. So let's get into your launch. Mm-hmm. I think it would be helpful to share with everyone a little bit of like the backstory, your history pre this launch and what, what your business was looking like and, and kind of what led to this launch. Then let's talk through how things went and we'll go from there. Sound good.
1: I would really like for people to see me where I am now and not my past. (laughs) (laughs) If that's at all possible. Um, I think this is a great question because you know, what was happening before my launch was I, I was successful. I mean, there was a version of successful that I was, as I should say. Um, but we had a couple of launches. I want to talk about my launches before this big launch, where I had a seven module program that I I had called it three different names. I was renaming it. And I was so happy. It was, it was like the booking actors crush a kit or the actor accelerator. And then I would have to have a tag. And there was it was just this these programs and they were not selling. They were not selling. And I think like the most I had made on one of them was like one launch was like $6,500. It was like, but I was so happy because it was like 3,500 and then it went up to like 47. And then it was like, and I was like, I'm making, you know, improvements. Um, but I never really had a a system or a way to, um, just something to follow to to make these launches awesome. Yeah. I, I never tracked anything. So I was all, the only tracking was I sold it at this price and I had this many people in it. And then I would, <laughs> I would just like, I made $4,500 or whatever it is, you know, right. that was my only tracker. Um, I also had one-on-ones that were inside of my uh, business that were going well, but I wasn't really happy in it. And I just couldn't put my finger on how, I did. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know how people were making money, like these big numbers of money. Like, you know, um, yeah. I had I had did a VIP, um, you know, with me, a VIP, like a six-month session, and yeah. that was like $5,000. And I just was like, how are people getting to these numbers? How are people scaling? Yeah. And I just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't happening for me. It wasn't
0: happening. So a couple of things I heard, and this is valuable for everyone listening Dewan. let's distinguish between like little L launch and capital L launch. <laughs> and it sounds like what was happening for you before is what happens for most coaches who don't have a roadmap is a little L launch where you do the best you can. And it feels good question mark. (laughs) And you make some money question mark. And you like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. And then we have a capital L launch, which is what you just went through. And it's a raising of the bar in all areas, which we will get into. The other thing that I think is so interesting is it sounds like you were in the thinking of more money equals more hours. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is where you thought, how are people making any money at this? because I have to show up for every dollar I spend, and it's with me and one person or me and a group of four people' it's not really scaling. Okay.
1: yeah, Got can it. I just add one thing to your yeah. ls, Your Ls of the <laughs> little launch and the big L uh, big L. There was also a secret L. I don't know if you remember the secret L no. that we did where there was like because because you asked me never to talk about it again. <laughs>
0: Okay, so no, to our editor, we will be <laughs> cutting this part of the interview out.
1: Go on. <laughs> oh, but no, no, not not in a bad way. It's so important, I think, because I had this launch where I kind of told a couple people, I kind of asked my COIs to help me. I kind of did, and 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 then I was like, ooh, this is where the the three thousand dollar one came in. I was like, I did it, and it was like, but it wasn't anything. Nobody knew about it. It was like a real secret launch, and I, 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 we don't add it because it's. I had three launches before, but it was really three and a half.
0: Right, like no one knew that you even did it. Yeah. Sometimes though, it's interesting because we can. I, I'll speak for myself. I can get into this thinking of, screw it, it doesn't matter. Let's just get something out there. Right. Yeah. And. That, and sometimes it's just part of how we learn and grow, right? But that also is when I get attached to some made up version of a deadline, right? <laughs> so then it's about, I got it. I said June 30th, so I better do it on June 30th, even if I'm half-assing it.
1: Yeah. So, it was also my attempt to scale, yeah. right? It was what I thought scaling was. Uh-huh. And so what I had saw other people do, or I, when you see from the outside and you don't see from the inside about what they're doing. I thought uh, this was scaling, uh, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, because only, you'd only really seen a launch as like a customer of a launch rather than Right. Company. Got it. Okay. So walk everyone through the this launch. We keep <laughs> talking about it, right? Tell us. I, t- walk us through how it went, and then we'll probably break, and then we'll talk about the numbers specifically, but I think okay. I, what I want to hear is your experience of it. I know you and I butted heads in a couple of spots, so that yeah. could be cool to talk through. Maybe we can make, be friends again.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Um, I, I have to say that we'll work backwards in this, but I had yeah. my first five figure launch and it is so overwhelmingly emotional for me, um, coming from what we just talked about. Um, and, and, and that also, I almost added about 500 people to my list on that. So, you know, um, 487, if we're being specific, if we're tracking (laughs) tracking. Mm -hmm. and you know, what really, really changed for this Dallas uh, was that, um, I was in a power group. I'm in my power group working with people. And I saw that, you know, Christy Miller was doing like seven figures. And, you know, uh, I, I hope I can say her name. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't ask her. But, um, <laughs> you know, and you, Adrian, all these people were doing great numbers. And I was like, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Right? How do I make this happen? Um, and what I did not tell you, and this is news on your
0: podcast. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Was that, uh, I had went to your retreat back in July and you did the course catapult. Um, and after that I had bought another person's program about how to do courses Uh and I ended up returning it because I was like, this isn't what I need. I have Dallas's. And, um, and then I just went in really, really in on your launch, like whatever you like had down there, I was like, what I've been doing is not working. It's let's be clear if we get ego out of the way, what I've been doing is not working. And what I needed was Duan needed a roadmap and my power group people I saw had a roadmap. And the only reason I wasn't using that roadmap was purely ego. Um, and I decided just, I was like, I'm gonna follow this to a T. Oh my God, now that I'm saying it aloud, maybe it is because I, I followed it because of ego. I'm like, I'm gonna follow this to a T and show them that they're wrong. <laughs> I am such an <laughs> asshole because I was like, my way is still, and, and I followed it and I, and I really, really went into it. And this is important for me because yeah. I hope when I get to listen to this back, I really decided to listen to the full proof webinar webinar. I uh-huh. really decided that I was going to go through each one, not skip, but each one of those modules. And, um, I was really going to pull it apart. I was really going to pull it apart and I was going to do the work and I was going to sit on Saturdays. Look at that. Look at that. Like, and wow. put all everything, like I went through every piece of thing and wrote it out. You know what I mean? And I was like, because there has to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And there was, and there was, and it started to come together in this way when I was like in my truncated version of week three, it came together like, Duane, you've never done it like this before. Yeah. There is, why would you think you could get different results if you've never, I've never worked this way before. I, right. I, I. it just was, it was, it was mind boggling.
0: Right. So to break this down, so Dewan just showed me a bunch of his worksheets. Oh. But, um, so two things I heard. Number one, you were surrounded by people who were, succeeding at the thing you wanted instead of being mm. surrounded by people who were trying to figure it out. Yeah. So I think that's so important, right? Yeah. And then there was a moment, whatever the motivation was, I had a similar experience this year actually, but whatever the motivation is, there was a moment when you thought, okay, if I'm going to prove, prove myself right or prove myself wrong or whatever, if I'm going to find out, I have to be willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just committed to the work, right? Yeah. Got it. Okay.
1: This has happened before with me in my acting career where my favorite teacher I thought was against me because he kept correcting me, he kept, you know, you know, saying, stand this way, do this thing. And I was like, why does he keep picking on me? And mm-hmm. then I just had this revelation of what if he's not picking on you? What if he's trying to help? And so this reminded me of that moment of what if this is really a way try it to
0: yeah, I uh, you know my experience in the this year I've been really working on turning the six figure coach club into an evergreen offering, mm. and so I've been following my coach's model um, and dragging my feet, resisting, um, and so what what that ended up looking like for like the first I don't know six or eight months was me doing it at eighty percent. Mm. Right? Like doing it enough to say I'm doing it, but also doing it enough to get shitty results so that I can be right that this Mm. thing doesn't work. Right? Um, and then I had the same experience that you did, which was whether this works or doesn't, I don't have the data to know right now because I haven't fully implemented it. So what I'm going to do is let go of my need to be right or my need for this to work or not work. And instead do the thing so I can get the data so I can then course correct. Yeah. I hear you. And you can't course
1: correct without action, right?
0: Right. Right. And it's hard to course correct when you're faking the action. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I had to take it there. Fake it. Yeah. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So just why don't, let's, should we go through some of the numbers, your yeah. results? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Great. So, um, so for those of you listening, I'm very big on the numbers for the reason I just shared. And th- I think this can be frustrating. Poor Kylie, my assistant, because we're always striving to improve. So mm-hmm. we joke that there's, like, you, you never actually succeed, right? Because yeah. even if you're, as soon as you hit your numbers, you set a higher goal. And that's, for me, where things get fun, right? And where I, I don't take my, my results personally, at all anymore, mm-hmm. because it's really just about like how, what are the numbers telling us and where are we going to pivot? So we're going to break down your numbers of your launch and then let's identify what we think worked really well. I'd love to know what you think you'll change for next time. And then we'll dive into like a very specific thing you learned that our listeners can walk away with. Okay. okay so I know I asked you to bring some numbers um, with you today. So can you walk through what your what your data was?
1: Yeah, um, I will say upfront that going through all of my numbers, I see I missed one big number and I know for next time, right off the bat, and that is just my conversion to my landing page. Like for people that came to the landing page, I didn't, I looked everywhere for that and I just Mm -hmm. didn't have that available. But um, I think some of the great numbers are, almost 1,100 people signed up for my webinar, which right. 1058 signed up for the webinar. Great. 686 people attended um, a webinar over three three different webinars yep. um, for that. And like I said, 487 people were added to my list, which is great. Like yep. So that means that wasn't, that whole number when we break it down, wasn't all me. It was also Centers of Influence.
0: Yeah, great. Which is great because in your... <laughs> tiny L super secret launches, you thought it was, had to all be your work. You weren't relying on, okay, great. Okay. So let's break this down before we go further. Uh, 1,058 people registered, Mm -hmm. had 686 attendees. So I'm taking 686. I'm dividing it by 1058. So your attendance rate to one was 64%, which is, so bragworthy and awesome <laughs> i'm having attendance jealousy at the moment so for everyone listening what we strive for here is 50 percent so don't want and if i'm putting you on the spot you can toss the ball back to me but what oh. does this tell you about your butts and seats strategy and the actual positioning of the free webinar
1: uh, it, it tells me that for me and i don't know if this is the right thing but what it tells me is finally, Dewan, <laughs> you found you well, you found something that speaks to your audience that yeah. your audience really wants. And the Butts and Seats was this really cool sequence that I felt, you know, was like gearing them up and priming them up and finally they're like, Dewan, give us the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I felt like um, I, again, I didn't, I've never done a butts and seats email sequence before. I was like, just send a couple of emails to your list. And if they get there, they get there this is really prime. This is really key.
0: Let's talk. So I agree. What this tells me is exactly what you said. Number one, this is a hot topic that your audience (laughs) loves, right? Number two, whatever you did to get the people who registered to actually show up, do not touch it. (laughs) So this is what can happen when we launch again, is we want to get in and Mess with it. <laughs> yeah. We want to air quotes here, improve, but 64% attendance, that's 14% above what is considered good mm-hmm. or great. So we can't touch that stuff. Yeah. So, just for everyone else listening, I call this strategy butts and seats. And I see so often what Dewan just mentioned. We tend to focus so much on, okay, let's get people signed up for the webinar. Mm -hmm. And then we ignore them from the time they sign up until the time the webinar actually happens. And I mean, I'll be honest; I've I've, maybe have shown up to twenty percent of the webinars I've ever signed up for. So I call the strategy butts and seats. What are you going to do to keep those people engaged and get them to show up on the day? And you nailed that! Congratulations, so exciting. Um, OK, great. So what other? Oh, and then I want to go back to the landing page stat because we don't have that one, which is fine. This is one of the reasons why I use lead pages for my landing pages, because that number is just there for you. Yeah. And what we want to aim for with a landing page conversion is above 40 percent. OK, um, so that's something that we will track for next time.
1: Definitely. I, I just used my word pages because it was easier on me okay. and it and it just wasn't there. So I know yeah. for next time.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure there's a plugin for a WordPress site that can measure that. I don't use WordPress in that way, so I don't know of the plugin, but I'm sure there is. Okay. So, uh, so far, so good. I love it.
1: So far, so, far, so good. <laughs> and so where we got to when it all um, shook out was I had, I my, my goal... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say this to you, but my goal was 50 uh, participants in this 50 program. Sales. Great. 50 sales. Um, I superseded that. And there were 71 people by the end of it that signed up um, for this uh, program. Um, I scholarship four um, okay. on top of that, which is here nor there, but I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it all shakes out, well, we could stop there because I think that's where we get for the conversions for yep. if we're at 686 attendance and then there's 71 um, from, from that.
0: Yep. Great. So what this shows me, 686, mm-hmm. oops, I have my little calculator going here. So I'm taking 71. I'm dividing that number by 686. Yeah. So you had a 10.3% conversion rate from the people who showed up, mm-hmm. Right you had a 6.7% conversion rate from overall registrants. Yes. So what, if anything, does this tell you?
1: Well, one of the things that I think we bumped heads with, and I can tell you why we bumped heads with, Uh was that, you know, I was so proud of this number. Like, because I had done the work, I had really put my, you know, all into this, really trying to do it. And there were still things I know I could talk about improving. And what it tells me also now is like, it's good, but the better would have been to also maybe get an awesome conversion rate with my, with without the butts and seats. The people who are the, am on my list as well, or who didn't just attend because they just wanted to get to the program.
0: Yeah, is that making any sense? Yeah. So I think we're on the same page here. First of all, I just want to. I'm going to jump in. There's no butt here. You nailed it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this, like, this is such a success. It's such a breakthrough yeah. for you. I'm so super impressed. Your webinar was really great. So, so there's fun. A, there's no but here. Yeah. It's an and, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm always asking, how can we get better? Yeah. So even if you had... 700 sales. I would still ask, okay, so let's look at the numbers and identify the one or two things we know we want to improve for next time. This is what just keeps me on my toes and fully engaged in my business. Yeah. So for me, can I, can I say
1: something else real quick? Yeah. That little piece that you said before about Kylie and you know, we're always moving the dangling carrot and what I call it in my business. We're <laughs> always it's like, Oh, let's keep moving it further out there. That me as a person, I I found out through this experience with you, and you know, just like really diving deep and thinking, was that I just need personally a little bit of a longer celebratory time before I move into the data time. And yeah. so for me, I think I wanted you to have like fanfare. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I because I had
0: confetti, right? <laughs> yes.
1: Or your wand, or whatever. And but you were like because what 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 happened was you're like great job. So here's what we can do. And so for for me, I was like I was like but I I just had this moment. And so I think uh... it, it wasn't the friction he had. I think for me it was just that piece of I really felt like I had nailed it and I wanted to sit and nailed it for a second and then get into move.
0: Oh, thank you for that feedback. So for, let's fill everybody in. So when we had our, um, Dewan is in my six figure coach club power groups. So we've mentioned it a little bit. This is, we meet as a small group, um, twice a month. And so he showed up and yeah, you're right. We celebrated. And then I'm like, all right, let's dig into the numbers. So thank you for that note that's something that I need to work on and for all the coaches listening we it's we it's easy for me to think about okay I want to keep delivering I want to keep pushing you instead of letting you lead and had I let you lead what what that conversation would have looked like was basking in the glory right a little bit more and identifying what we need to talk about in terms of numbers wh- and then picking when right mm. Yeah. So thank you for that feedback. Cool. I'm sorry. I was so proud of you, but I've <laughs> gone back and read your your email updates several times, and it's been now like two months. So, I apologize. I- <laughs> you've probably figured out by now that I love launching. It's really my zone of genius. So I'm super excited that we're talking launches today. It's also why this episode is sponsored by the coaches launch roadmap, a 14 step checklist designed to help you stay organized, feel grounded and avoid those. Oh crap. I didn't think of that mistakes that can cause your launch to be a big bust. If you want a firm foundation to launch successfully without keeling over grab my free launch roadmap just for coaches at CoachLaunchRoadmap.com. The guide will help you whether you've got a course to sell, a group program to fill, or you're just hosting a webinar to build awareness for your brand. You know, I've launched more times than I can count and the coaches Launch Roadmap will help you learn from my wins as well as my mistakes. So the link again to get the roadmap is CoachLaunchRoadmap.com. And now back to the episode. Okay, so what this one piece, this 6.7% conversion rate from all of the registrants, what that tells me is one possible place to make an improvement for next time is the sales emails, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Because there are people, I'm one of these people, I will often sign up for a webinar because I know I want the program, right? And I know the way I get into the program is by signing up for the webinar and then you're going to like give me the registration link, whether I show up or not. So ideally we want to hit 10% of all registrants, which can be hard to do. But if we were to make a change for next time, I would focus on the sales emails to see if we can't get more people who didn't attend to actually purchase.
1: I think also that's, it's, it's, it's fantastic um, um, feedback. One of the things I probably fell off at was I got, I hit 50 by my second um, webinar and i got scared. And so (laughs) I, I kind of soft emailed the sales. I wasn't really like pushing it in my Facebook group. I wasn't really going like the real push at the end there. And I can see this might have had, I don't know. We don't know. We'll know better for next time, but it might have had something to do with it um, instead of me really going hard at the end.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's a good point because part of your program This was a program that you're teaching live. It required, Mm -hmm. because of the nature of it, right? Right. It's helping actors with their audition tapes. You were committing to reviewing a bunch (laughs) of tapes. Um, And so... So you're right. Like So this data, the 6.7% may not be totally accurate because you didn't run through the tape on the sales emails in large part because the last thing you wanted to do was have to review 100 audition tapes over the course of four weeks. So that's a good note to make. Yeah. And so make sure that for everyone listening, <clears throat> what I find with launches when we do our post mortem and we look at the numbers it is so fresh to me. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm going to forget what this stuff means the next time we launch. And without fail, I forget all of it by the time the next time we launch. So we, we want to make sure that not only are we looking at the numbers, but we are analyzing why, like what may have impacted those numbers so that we make the appropriate changes without fixing what isn't broken. Great. Are there any other numbers we need to look at? Total sales. Um,
1: no, I think I think I think those are the big numbers that I had. You know that I know for me. Yeah,
0: you nailed it. it I, yeah. Now we get to yeah. mask the glory. <laughs> yes,
1: it feels really really good, and I have to say, just to that little piece, and we might talk about this in a second about post mortem, that it was imperative that I did that. Like I went down, and I, I have this stuff. I was like, oh right. 487. And I have the numbers because they're fresh here, even though we're what, six weeks out from the end of it, some of this stuff did not come back as fresh as I thought it would. Um, and so I've been doing that actually in the program. Right now. So each week of the program, I spend a little bit of time like writing down, okay, this in the Q&A after this happened, this happened after uh, this week, I got these emails back so that it's fresh. And I'm like, what do I think I could do with this? I actually write a little note in my um, um, composition uh, book right now, every time so that we can move. When I do this again, I like, oh, right. Instead of like,
0: do you remember that
1: time? It doesn't work for me.
0: Right. Yep. A hundred percent. So this is a huge takeaway for those of you who are delivering your courses for the first time. You have to carve out time every week to get very specific on the adjustments you'll make for the next time because you're so in it, you're not going to remember it later. Great. Good. Well, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll come back. And I want to just talk a little bit more about how this launch change the way you relate to yourself, and also if you have some concrete steps our listeners can take to apply to their next launch. So we'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. My guest today is Dewan Johnson. We are basking in the glory of his first ever (laughs) five-figure launch. Um, We just walked through DeWan your conversion rates and your numbers and had a, a lively discussion about that. I'd like to shift gears Mm -hmm. and first ask you what you learned about yourself or what changed Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for you from this launch experience.
1: How I relate to myself, how I relate to my business, all of that has changed and I'm kind of walking in a bit of (laughs) <laughs> brokenness and I don't, and, and I don't, and I'm in a bad way, it, like, maybe broken is the word I want to use, but like, what's really changed is like, why am I going to spend um, this hour here making, let's just say a hundred bucks when I could spend this hour relating to a bigger program that could really get me um, different monetary, different um Business goals, it, so many things can be met differently. So right now, I'm looking at my whole entire ascension model. My everything has just been turned upside down for me because I followed this and because I've um, because of the numbers. It just doesn't right. make sense to me, and I don't have the drive to throw myself into a one-off when I'm like, mm-hmm. you can get that by all the stuff I have out there. You yes. know, let's yes. really dive a little bit deeper in something else.
0: Got it. So what I heard you say was going through this launch, it's as though-
1: I said you broke me. That's what I said. I said (laughs) you
0: broke- For the record, Dewan is broken (laughs) and it's all my fault. All right, got it. We'll put that in the show notes. A link to how you can also get broken will be in the show notes. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a good example- And I can't, so I'll I'll have to come up with a different metaphor, but it's as though you walked through a door Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh my God, I've been in the house the whole time. I had no idea this incredible garden was out here. So the way you're used to looking at your offerings or even answering the question, what am I going to do to generate revenue, has shifted because you now see that there is so much more possible for you in terms of what revenue, but also impact. Mm -hmm. When you're working with a private client, that's you and them in a bubble. And yes, it's transformation for them and it's uplifting for you, but it doesn't live beyond that. When you're delivering a program... Not only are you serving the 71 people who signed up for your course, but there's this ripple effect because they all show up a little differently and that impacts the people in their lives. So the impact is greater and the income is greater.
1: So much greater. One of the big things that uh, quotes I live by is um, uh, Helen Keller, Oprah said it. It's like so often we look at or bang our heads um, against a closed door that we don't see the open doors. Yeah. Right. And so this is that for me, like we talked about in the very beginning was just like, I didn't even know this was possible. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this is possible has just made me step back because I relate to myself as an accidental entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. right? Because this has wasn't what I really set out. I thought to do. I was like, oh, I'll just have a business and I'll just do this. And I didn't really, really, once we got into all of it now, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm going to make this money. I'm going to like I'm going to I'm going to have an impact. I'm going to do all of it, you know, with goals in in mind. And this has really changed all of that for me, Dallas.
0: Well. Right. So relating shifting from being the coach like trying to make something happen to being the leader Yeah. right of a company that mm-hmm. makes an impact. Yeah. That's massive. That's <laughs> massive. Okay. So let's Break it down for everyone listening. If you had to pick one concrete strategy, step, tool that you utilized in this launch that you felt made, made the biggest impact, what do you want to share with us today so that everyone can walk away with a, a tangible action?
1: You know, I know this is your your podcast and it would be great if I could just say this this the Dallas to this, but and I I mean this from my heart. Um following the, the foolproof proof webinar formula and the course catapult to a T was the absolute game changer for me. It was the game changer, but you know, by going through it and really mapping it out. it gave me such a clear picture of where I was going. And then I got to do the beautiful thing of putting my own stank on it. I call it yeah. because that's the piece. This is just like a Um, a template, an awesome template, but it's about now I could take this template and I could like put Dewan on top of it, put my essence on top of it, put my stories on top of it. And it made the world of difference for me.
0: What I often realize with all of the people I work with and with myself, when I have a formula to follow, right? If I just commit. To, okay, there's the roadmap. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do the things. All of the creative energy and mental capacity that would be spent figuring that out mm-hmm. can now be spent infusing my own creativity into it mm-hmm. and infusing creativity in the marketing so yeah. if you're spending all of your energy just trying to get stuff done because you don't have the roadmap, there is no room to put your own stank on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. So what? And that's
1: a beautiful piece. That's a yeah. beautiful piece of when it became fun to me. And I was like, oh, I can have my story in here. I could do all this stuff. I could put my, that was the fun piece, not the just the minutiae of the work, the butts and seats, the sales, or making sure the assistant had this, all of that stuff. This was the fun part. And I'm hoping launch two and three will be more fun now that I have all this stuff, um, the foundational pieces down.
0: Yeah, well, you're, you're, the numbers don't lie. What you did worked. So there's hardly anything to change for next time. What I'm concerned about is that you're going to want to go in and change things that shouldn't be touched (laughs) because they worked. Um, I'm going to use the analogy of improv because you're an actor, but it's funny because improv, what we think improv is, is like great actors getting on stage and making stories up. Mm -hmm. right? Which is what improv actually does. But the only way improv actors can be successful is when they have agreed agreements or rules to follow boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? Because if, I mean, if you and I tried to improvise right now, that would not be fun for you because I don't know the first thing about improv acting. So I don't, I'm not going to help the story grow. That's the same thing that happens with launches. When you have a roadmap, yeah. That's where you really get to play, and that's where imagination can come in. Otherwise, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare.
1: Can <laughs> I add one more thing to yeah. just for for takeaways? And this is just my personal takeaway that, um, is just time. It's just time, 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 time. I can say it again. I'm not repeating. She's not repeating this. It's just time. <laughs> and and you know, Dallas, we had ideas of different time, and I'm like, Dallas, what would I have done differently with my time? Because I felt like five to six weeks was enough time and really just coming out of the bubble of launching a course and really looking at it, I really do wish I'd given myself just a little bit more time to make errors, just a little bit more time to breathe, just a little bit more time to just like, just sit back and bask in it for a second. I didn't give myself because I was under the wire and there was no room for mistakes, which can be good, right? You're like, you make quicker decisions. You're like, great, I'm going to make this. But also there was just, if I could give myself at least, um, five to six more weeks on this, I think, I get it now. I get it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. This was a place where Dewan and I also butted heads because I was just really nervous that he was going to try to jam a launch through with not enough time and therefore not see the results. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, And I was wrong about that. You nailed it. And you were wrong about that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because a little more time would have been helpful for the reasons you just spoke. And I want to share this. I want to break it down for everyone listening. What I recommend when you launch is 90 days for to give you room to make mistakes. The -hmm. last thing you want to find out the morning of your webinar is that the link you sent out to everyone is broken, Mm -hmm. right? There's like so many things that can go wrong. And when you're rushing it, there isn't time to fix it. But also that 90 days gives your audience... More time to get excited about the launch. What we weren't able to do, and it didn't really matter because you had such a hot topic, but we weren't able to create anticipation and like warm people up, get them in this um, a mental agreement with you that this thing you're going to sell them is really what they need because you just went from like being Dewan, nurturing your audience to Dewan in a launch. Um, and it, it launches are stressful and they're less stressful if you have more time.
1: Yeah yeah, and I think I think I utilize the zeitgeist because I'm what well, my yeah. topic is in this, and so it helped propel this. and I think I yeah. don't want to make that mistake thinking that you know five to six weeks is okay now. that's the bar when mm-hmm. that isn't the thing in the zeitgeist next time. Yeah. you know, so it's just very important. um and i I guess if I can leave with one more is don't do it all alone.
0: I was um, gonna say the same thing. <laughs> yes. Tell everybody because I think one thing you did really well was. And part of this was because you were so crunched for time, you realized you had to bring in help. So walk everyone through that piece.
1: Um, I, <laughs> I had the most amazing assistant ever who, who did all of the digital, the all of the tech stuff, meaning that I didn't have to schedule an email. I just said, okay, this is what we need to get done. And we placed it. She put it in this beautiful place. We, she tested it, all of that stuff. I just want to say clearly, this we, we say it was us this launch would not have gone off as successful without my assistant helping me. Yeah. you know what shout I mean out. because we shout out and 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 after it all was done I was like you get a bonus because I just want to make sure you know that one I value you I yeah. value you um, and and I it just was without her I wouldn't have done it.
0: Great <laughs> great so you had tech help you also brought in a copywriter to help with some <sighs> of the copyright.
1: Yes, I had so many irons in the fire. Yes, because I am not really, um, one of the things that I stop apologizing for is I'm not really a good writer. It isn't, I have great ideas, I'm creative, I can get it down, but putting that in sellable or um, sales emails or that format was not, you know, it just can't do it. So I kind of like gave a skeleton or a shell to my copywriter for all my butts and seats, for all my, um, um, sales emails for all of my, to my list emails. And, um, she went through all of them from that with that slant and helped me, uh, you know, mark them up, get them right.
0: Yeah. And you. Well, Dewan and I had a, I made him do it. I'm like, We are meeting tomorrow morning. You're getting up early because it's the only time I have, and we are going through your webinar. I was so nervous. I'm just very invested in you passing the six figure mark this year. So Um, it's
1: done. I'm doing it. And
0: we showed up to go through that webinar, and it was excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's because you brought in help. So, another takeaway for everyone is do not try this alone right? So A, you need a roadmap to follow, whether it's what we do inside the Six Figure Coach Club, or there are a lot of good roadmaps out there. You need a roadmap to follow. You also need um, strong support in the places where you are weakest. Like a weak spot for me is typos. If I touch it, it has a typo on it, I promise. Mm -hmm. So I know I need someone to go through anything I've written and just fix it because it's, covered with typos for you. I, you know, for me also, I know I need someone who's really strong in tech and loves the details because I don't. And then for you, it was okay. I don't have a lot of time to slave over this copy. I'm going to hand it over to someone who's good.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Great. All right. So let me just check my notes. I think we've covered everything. So what's next? When are you launching again?
1: Oh, I am launching this course in six weeks.
0: Six weeks.
1: I and I'm on it, and and you know, and yes, and we'll see. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. I actually think it's going to be great. I feel more confident. I have now after going through it. I have um, what do you call it? Um, participant uh, wins. Uh, what do you yeah. call that? Success like, stories. So, success social stories. Proof success proof. Right? Social proof. I, <clears throat> I have that going. I have all of my sales. I have everything ready and primed um, uh, to go. And my list and my people have been asking about this program again yep. since the last launch. And so we've just been talking about it. So it's out there again. So I'm not making that mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great.
0: The second launch is so much easier than the first, because now you're not building anything from scratch. You're just tweaking only where yeah. it needs tweaking. So maybe we'll look at your sales emails. It's hard to know if those weren't effective because we kind of pumped the brakes. Yeah. Um, and then just pulling in as much social proof as possible to help sell yeah. and starting to get people prepared now. And you're on track. Yeah.
1: Dallas, one of the big things that yeah. if anybody's out there doing their first launch, that is a tangible takeaway that, that sat with me and kept me <laughs> safe at night was, um, low tech high touch Yeah, was that same. And just the idea of it doesn't have to have all these bells and whistles and all all these modules and programs, but this program, this launch, I've used it as specific data for great, DeWan, you absolutely need a video here. You know what I mean? Or you absolutely, this is a worksheet, you can move on, you don't have to. And so for launch number two, I have that in the red composition book. And I know, great, this is where we're gonna move this into the second phase of the program where it's it's more than low-tech, high touch.
0: Yeah. So Duan's talking about what inside the Six Figure Coach Club, we call the 3X course strategy, which is when you deliver a course for the first time. And I feel like it do- it never gets better than the first time for students because mm-hmm. we're, we're so in it, right? In it. You can literally show up with an outline and Zoom and you deliver the class. Yeah. And it's, From that beautiful exchange with your students, you're almost workshopping it, that -hmm. you can then start to identify where you need worksheets, like you said, and where you need videos and what is a more evergreen DIY version of the program look like. So I'm so impressed by you.
1: I, I got to tell you, ego is the <clears throat> biggest cre- uh, killer of creativity. And yeah. when I really stepped away from ego and got into the data part of this, I got into the um, celebratory part of this. I really think it, that's when it all came together. It yeah. out.
0: It's great. Great. So for everyone listening, the big takeaways I got today, track your data so you actually know what worked and what didn't data is what also helps you be less emotionally attached to outcomes, right? That's Mm -hmm. how we get better. Number two, um, hire support where you need it so that you're not doing this alone. Number three, follow a roadmap. Mm -hmm. And number four, give yourself enough time. Oh, yeah. there's a fifth one. And tell your coach to back the heck off if she doesn't let you actually take a beat and celebrate. So
1: <laughs> I would just ask the, uh, the last one is don't be afraid at some point to also put your stank on it, right? Yeah, to just yeah. like put, don't forget to um, put you back into all of this. And yeah. I know that's easy to say. It's, oh, I'm in all of it. No, but sometimes you're so driven on A plus B equals C. Just remember to like put you back into it at the end.
0: Yeah, there's something for me around, like, you can't try to get it right. You just have to try to do it well. Yeah, right. Because if you try to get it right, that's where you can get so married to what you're being taught or what, what the roadmap says that you stop listening to your own Intuition. So yeah. nice. Nice takeaway. I like it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Dewan Johnson, congratulations. Thank you thank so you. much for sharing your story. I know it's an inspiration to any coach who's been stuck in that same thinking of how the heck am I ever gonna make more money or make a bigger impact than what I'm doing right now? Because they don't see another path. So you've you've opened that door for them today. And I wanna thank you for that.
1: Thank you, Dallas, for opening it for me.
0: Yay. Cool. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast post it to your Instagram stories, be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers, and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then, keep going on your six-figure journey.